What is what is triggering a response in your cells that they move a certain way? It needs the power of thought to do that. Hello and welcome to the podcast, The Inner Game of Food, Diet and Life. Supporting you on your way to better health and living the life you want to live. If you face any health challenges, want to lose weight, live a healthier lifestyle, or simply want a better understanding about yourself and how to enhance inner healing mentally and physically, this podcast is for you. Hello and welcome everyone to the inner game of food, diet and life. Today I would like to talk about the interconnectivity of body and mind. There is no separation, it's all one. And I would like to start with a quote from Candice Bird. She was an international recognized neuroscientist and pharmacologist. She was a significant contributor to the emergence of body and mind medicine as an area of the legitimate scientific research in the 80s. Sadly, she is not with us anymore. And she was saying, most psychologists treat the mind as a disembodied a phenomenon with little or no connection to the physical body. Conversely, physicians treat the body with no regard to the mind or the emotions. But the body and mind are not separate and we cannot treat one without the other. In the same way already Asclepius and Hippocrates found medical practice on the natural approach and treatments of disease. The importance of understanding the patient's health in a holistic way and the need for harmony between the individual, social and environment is reflected in some of Hippocrates' notes. I want to read out just a few of him. There is one where it says, it is more important to know what sort of person has a disease than to know what sort of disease a person has. Or there is another where he says, a wise man should consider that health is the greatest of human blessings and learning how by his own thought to derive benefit from his own illness. There you can see. Already then, we did know that we cannot separate one from the other. Body, mind and spirit are all one. It's not possible to look at one without including the other one. So when you, for example, look at stress levels, when they are constantly high, we may end up with physical symptoms like constipation, and this can be a sign of tension we hold in the body. 
or a discomfort in the stomach can sometimes originate from anger, frustration or stress. So through understanding how our mind works, we have learned that our experience or what we think about food, life and relationship creates simultaneous feelings inside of us instantly. It's a very sensitive system. Every thought comes with a feeling. And depending on how seriously we are taking this thought, it can manifest itself on a cellular level. There is a natural intelligence behind life that makes the daisies grow and the plants orbit each other the plants, the planets orbit each other in an orderly fashion. The power enlivens us human beings and could be called the energy behind life. It is a natural and universal law which is logical, wise, and it's constant. And it always works the same way. It's 100% of the time, it's reliable and can be dependent upon. This power has always been here and always will be. It is neutral. It has no judgment or point of view or any ideas about anything. It will never tell you what to think or how to think. It is a gift for our humankind to use it in whatever way we choose to. To understand that our lived experience comes from the way we use this power can have a huge impact on your happiness, your peace of mind and well-being. We all live in our own thought-created reality from moment to moment to moment. Through my studies and understanding, I can trust that whatever life throws at me, I know I'm always going to be okay. But only my interpretation of my personal thinking sometimes tells me otherwise. Suffering is a part of human life, as very often we want things to be different than current occurring to us. In that moment, we are unable to be at peace and content with what is. Our mind is probably really busy and my feelings are of stress, anxiety, worry or depression. Sydney Banks said once, wouldn't it be wonderful if we could learn not to be afraid of our uncomfortable feelings? My personal experience is that life often turns out differently to how I expect it to be. Having the understanding of how thought works and the chance to think myself separate provides me with a logic that offers me the opportunity to effortlessly notice how unhappy I'm making myself feel. When I can see insightfully what I'm doing, I immediately and gracefully feel peaceful 
because of the system of logic already working beautiful within me. These are powerful moments in life when I can experience that I'm always okay. No matter what is happening in my life or to feel not okay in certain moments without any judgment or blame. We are intelligence beings having the capacity to think ourselves separate from this impersonal nature of thought. And we have this capacity to notice that we're doing so. And that's all we need to know. So, for example, when I feel stressed, it is because in that moment I'm having stressful thinking. Full stop. I'm somewhere else. I'm thinking about all the things I need to be doing. And that gives me stress in that moment. But I can see that, or when I can see that, my mind immediately gets quiet again. I immediately come back into this moment again. And I can see what is happening. When I feel fear, I'm experiencing fearful thoughts about future events. But when I can see that's where I spent my time trying to figuring out the future, then I feel fearful. I can come back into that moment right now and my mind gets quiet again. I know I don't need to spend my time there. I don't need to figure out the future. I can be here, present. When I'm feeling depressed, it is because in that moment I'm feeling overwhelmed by persistent clusters of thought. Depressing thoughts, feelings, they appear to go on for long periods of time. However, this can be an illusion and remembering how my mind works can be really, really helpful to create balance and peace for me again. A natural outcome is that your behavior changes and you begin to eat in a more nurturing and healthy way when you find out that that is the case. You discover that your depressive thoughts and feelings are no longer the driving force behind your unhelpful eating habits. You start to be a little bit nicer to yourself. You start to look out for yourself in a, in a better way. You are less judgmental with yourself, but more loving and kind. You get more quiet. Your mind gets more quiet. And imagine the effect that has on your cellular level. When you imagine, when you get more calm and quiet, 
how you start to relax. And that is on an external, external on your, what you can see. But in the same way, your cells reacting to that. It is very powerful. When my mind becomes clearer, I can make better decisions about food and everything in life. This is the beauty of seeing our personal thoughts. They come and they go very quickly. They change from moment to moment in a flash without me having to change or fix them. The magic is that they simply change without me having to control anything. I'm really interested to notice that when I think about the future, I can create anxiety and fear of events or outcomes that may or may never happen. I have seen that my future looked very different from what I imagined it to be. Well, and of course, that does not mean that I never put plans into place and think about my future. But I can put stuff into place and then the outcome is not up to me. I can rest in peace that the future will come exactly how it's supposed to come. When you sometimes look back into what, what you did in the past, in that moment when you were completely overwhelmed with life, it maybe didn't look like the right thing to happen. But now maybe you lost your job or you changed your, or you lost your partner um, uh, or, or whatever it is. And in that moment, I mean, I didn't mean lose in lose. I mean, lose in um, that you um, split up with your, in your relationship. And when you look back, it always somehow later was for the better. Or there was some reason behind that it did what happened because something else grew out of that. But we cannot see that in that moment. When I understand that my physical reactions, for example, tension in my shoulders is coming from thought in that moment, that I maybe feel stressed or scared or frustrated or anxious, my breathing naturally starts to slow down and my thinking settles. For that to happen, I need to have the realization that it is thought, which is often not visible to me. We call that subconscious thinking, unconscious thinking, or even invisible thinking. In that moment, we can see through our thinking clearly we can notice that there is nothing for us to do, nothing to change. And every time we have fearful thought again, 
we can start to see that I don't need to engage or analyze things. We are okay. We feel more secure, become more present and more relaxed. When you look at your cell and you are, I don't know how much you know about it, but when you, in your cell, there are the mitochondria and there are particles. Every cell has a neutron. It got protons. It got electrons. It got little, tiny, smaller parts, which called quartz. And in between is pure energy. Is fresh air, energy. I mean, energy is not nothing. So when you look at that, you... What is, what is triggering a response in your cells that they move a certain way? It needs the power of thought to do that. Yes, there are also other factors, but without the power of thought, How shall I explain that? So, for example, I used to be allergic to cats. And when my son was little, he was three years old, he wanted to have a cat. And I just thought, well, I just split up with his dad and he's a bit sad about that. So go on, let's get a cat. And the only cat we could get was a long-haired cat. That was the only cat which was left over in that farm where we had a look for, for the cats. Um, it was a long-haired, white and ginger cat. And my son was really determined that he wanted to have that cat. And uh, it was a very, very cute cat. And so I decided that day, I'm not going to be allergic anymore to cats. And I was quite allergic to cats. And I actually promised myself not to have a long-haired cat. So off we went with this long-haired white and ginger cat, which we named Bagheera. And I was never since that day showing any allergic reactions to cats anymore. And since that day, I always had cats. So there you can see what, what the power of thought can manifest itself on a cellular level. Um. When you think, oh, you maybe think now, oh, yeah, but this and that and the other, you know, is it always possible? But don't forget that over 90% of thought is subconscious, is unseen to us. What I find is that it is a very, very good idea to get a better understanding about yourself. And with this logic 
of how my moment-to-moment experience is created, that I live in my thought-created reality, I'm back in charge. I'm not the victim anymore to life. I can be the observer of where I am, where I'm going off track. Every thought is like a barometer where I'm going off track, where I'm getting away from this present moment right now. When I can see that, my mind gets more quiet. I can't figure everything out. No, of course not. And like I said, it is most of our thought is subconscious, but I can have a much better idea about it. So, for example, another example, when I used to sit in the car, I used to have panic attacks when I was driving on the motorway through tunnels. And my reaction was that I got sweaty hands. So it was not the tunnel which gave me that experience, but I was, it was my thinking about the tunnel that gave me that experience. And I recently went over to Switzerland again and I drove through the tunnels and I could feel that fear arising again and I had a moment where I had sweaty hands again when I was driving through one of the tunnels and then I reminded myself hang on a minute how is my moment-to-moment experience created it is coming from thought so I'm here in charge so I thought thought okay I'm not the victim of my circumstance here. How about I create myself now that I'm that person who is not afraid through driving through tunnels. And in that moment, the next tunnel appeared and I was absolutely calm. And so with no physical experience like wet hands or whatever. So do you see where I'm coming from, what I try to say to you? If you would like to find out more how that works for you, then please get in touch and let me know. It is very, very powerful. I wish you a really wonderful day. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave me a comment or pass it on to a friend or family member to help to make a difference to their life. And if you want more support, get in touch, read my book, join my membership group, or if you want personal support, please find me over healthylivingwithpaolaroy.co.uk. You find all the links below and I'm looking forward to hearing from you. Thank you so much. Have a lovely day. Bye-bye.